Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. When England entered the World Cup final this year, their team was led by a 53-year-old who years ago was considered a fanatic because she wanted to play every day. Yet it was in America that Sarah Weigman, as a young college player, was exposed to North Carolina's Anson Dorrance's relentless focus on data. There, Weigman experienced a world-class team and being rated and ranked in every technical and physical aspect of the game. Practices were intense and standards were high, and in that culture, young Weigman knew where she stood at all times. This is Lance Cooper and Sales Cultures Redefined, and today we're going to explore how we see ourselves in our pursuit of excellence and its effect on our sales reps and even our kids. It may be the main difference between the mediocre and the greatest sales leaders in the world. But first, you've got to ask yourself, do you even care? Do you even care about being the best, about being a professional who wants to continually grow? I think that's a fair question, because there's tons of other motivations that could occupy your time and attention, like a certain amount of money or recognition, where at any one of these possible states, you begin to let up. Or maybe you or a rep you lead just wants to live a life of survival, where one makes sure to earn a level of income just in front of what it takes to keep a job a home, food on the table, and a place to sleep a step away from the creditors. Anything beyond this point is luck, and not due to effort or performance, because the focus at that point is not on excellence in performance metrics or a specific financial condition at retirement, but on other things that are less important, things that don't really make a big difference later on. Actually, you and those you recruit may want a balance between work and play, right? I mean, really, you may want your favorite football team to win, but you don't love your job that much and you're not striving to be the best player or leader of the best team in the world or the best family or the best at anything. You're just trying to be an average person that makes it to the end of the workday and the week. Get your paycheck and then on Monday, the day-to-day grind begins again, right? Wrong. That's not you. You certainly wouldn't be listening to this podcast if that was you. You do want to be the best person you can be at home, at work, and in all the activities you pursue. Life is actually like a world war. It's a day-to-day battle in the trenches against what is within us and outside of us that at any moment brings us to unexpected situations of loss or potential loss. I was reminded of that today when a friend of mine lost his wife and another friend lost his child to an extended illness. The first experienced unexpected loss and the other a loss that was expected in time but still painful. That's why who we are as people in the pursuit of our goals and our futures is really more important than the goals themselves. As we grow stronger through our faith and our efforts toward excellence, We become better for our companies, our customers, our families, and ourselves. We're more disciplined. We're more focused. We're more about the important things of life. 
even in all the performance metrics at the University of North Carolina, what Sarah Wagman found from their world-class coach Anson Dorrance was different and helpful for all of life. It was different from those who run spreadsheets and sit in corner offices and put up sales boards that rank the best and the worst. While making these visible numbers are important for clarity and performance, they don't reveal from where greatness in anything really emerges, a greatness that's prepared for the losses and the gains in life. To that end, I want you to hear some Anson Dorrance quotes that led Wagman to who she is today. As you listen to them, please know that he led the Tar Heels to 22 national titles and 921 wins with just 86 losses. The vision of a champion is someone who is bent over, drenched in sweat, at the point of exhaustion when no one else is watching. What it comes to is intense desire. And to get this winning edge, you need to build an indomitable will. This means you must be relentless. You must never give up. What you do when no one else is looking will determine how good you'll be. One of the most unfortunate things I see when identifying youth players is the girl who is told over the years how great she is. By the time she's a high school freshman, she starts to believe it. By her senior year, she's fizzled out. Then there's her counterpart, the girl waiting in the wings who quietly and with determination decides she's going to make something of herself. Invariably, this humble, hardworking girl is the one who becomes the real player. After a while, your coaching development ceases to be about finding newer ways to organize practice. In other words, you soon stop collecting drills. Your development as a coach shifts to observing how great coaches teach motivate, lead, and drive players to performances at higher and higher levels. In these Anson Dorrance values and beliefs, I hope you hear wisdom that will help you help reps be the best they can be, working hard when no one else is watching, intense desire, indomitable will, relentless, never giving up, quiet determination, making something of oneself, humble, hardworking. These are attitudes, not skills. These are something we catch from others, other leaders, other players, certain family influences, coaches, and those who influence us in our lives. They are not talents. They are bedrock attitudes that you can absorb into your character and will be the driving force to develop someone into being a talented sales rep. They remind me of the famous book, Talent is Overrated, and as it turns out, it really is. It really is overrated. I saw this as a baseball coach and Darnson Wagman as soccer coaches. It's the same in every part of life, including sales teams. That's why when we recruit the best, we recruit for character first, because we can train people who want to be coached, who want to win who want to achieve their goals. And finally, when you bring people onto your team, they will find in you and from you what they need to be the best in sales. A sales leader and coach who looks everywhere, even this humble podcast, to listen, to learn, and observe how great coaches teach, motivate, lead, 
and help to direct people to performances at higher and higher levels, and not to their detriment or the detriment of their families and their life, but to their benefit. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.